You know a lot about golf. And hello again. We are here, those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton in studio. He is Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave. And uh, where are you well ensconced today? At the, it's the new school, isn't it? I am. I am uh, at the the same plain and simple golf school, Edinburgh, Indiana. Okay. Uh, at at the Golf Cave. Um, cool. I am. I am here in studio. As a matter of fact, in golf studio, you are in radio studio. Mm-hmm. I am in golf studio. See, I, I've got a radio studio with some golf clubs in the corner. He's got a golf studio with a microphone in the corner. That's yeah, the way it I works. I like my studio better. I do too. You know, um, and I got windows that I'm looking out right now. You know uh, what I'm watching? Golfers. golfers. Yes. Yeah, I'm watching golfers. Golfers. Yeah, they're outside. They're playing golf. That's right. Green at Timbergate Golf Course right this second. I just I know. watched a guy miss a two foot putt. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably because he knew you were watching. Oh, that had to be it. <laughs> just, dude missed a two-foot pot. Oops, right oops, the pro's him. watching. Oh, crap. He can't, he can't see it. <laughs> he just felt you. He felt the gaze. Yeah, he felt the right. Man, I was 80 miles away from you playing the other day, and I felt your gaze. Okay? <laughs> if I miss this putt, Jeff will never forgive me, which leads me to another point. I did have a very, very good round of golf a few days ago that I want to talk to you about because you, sir, are uh, primarily responsible for it. Okay. That that means that I take credit for the good rounds of golf. Yes, you do. And I, you I'm, just tisk, tisk, tisk the bad ones. Yeah. I, shake I, your I, head. <laughs> I shake my head. I roll my eyes. I throw my hands in the air. That's it. I, I kick the dirt like I'm kicking dirt over the home plate. It's just like my children. Box. They never listen to me. <laughs> yeah, I got it. No, it was a great round, and I'm, I'm going to uh, go over it and, and not just go over to brag about a great round, but go over as to what your lessons have done to help me. I mean, yeah, it still didn't break 80, so it wasn't that great a round, okay? But it was an 82, which is close. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, yeah. really. I mean, 10 over par. Come on. Yeah, 241s. That's pretty good, right? You're making progress. I am making progress, and you can, too. You just listen intently. We're also probably going to have some of Jeff's uh, uh, extraordinarily great teaching buddies on with us a little bit later, and we're still going to talk about some fun things that's going on in the world of golf. Uh, the Open, excuse me, the British Open, the Open has been canceled. Oh, Gone. It's over for this year. Uh, we, however, we just we just <laughs> we reschedule our stuff. Ain't nothing going to get in the way of our golf. We're going to talk more about it when we come right back. Hang with us. We all those weekend golf guys. You know, now more than ever, it's very critical to take care of yourself and to avoid unnecessary trips to the doctor, the chiropractor, and the masseuse. Social distancing is having an effect on everything these days. And nothing is more important right now than keeping your body healthy and pain-free. So if you're sitting at home suffering from aches and pains, from arthritis, back aches, muscle soreness, maybe joint pain, and you want to try a drug-free solution, then you owe it to yourself to try the product that you're probably hearing about across so many podcasts. It's called CryoFreeze CBD Pain Relief Roll-On. It's an all-natural topical pain reliever that instantly ices out the pain with a one-two punch of super cold menthol and hemp CBD. Simply roll CryoFreeze onto your back, your neck, your hands, any other of the painful areas, and it will help block the pain, reduce the inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. 
CryoFreeze contains 10 powerful ingredients that combine to provide a powerhouse dose of relief, which can last up to eight hours, much longer than any other roll-on. So try CryoFreeze today and learn why so many people have rated it five stars and have written so many letters thanking Omax for the life-changing relief that they're getting from this product. And Omax is offering our listeners 20% off a one-month supply of Omax CryoFreeze, plus free shipping. Now, this discount also applies toward any product site-wide. So just go to omaxhealth.com and enter the code WEEKEND. omaxhealth.com and enter the code WEEKEND to get 20% off Omax CryoFreeze site-wide. Okay? 20% off a one-month supply of Omax CryoFreeze. And they'll even give you free shipping. The site is omaxhealth.com. So go there today, omaxhealth.com, and enter the code WEEKEND. That's the important part. omaxhealth.com. Enter the code WEEKEND. Get 20% off Omax CryoFreeze and anything else site-wide. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us, facebook.com slash golfguys. And thanks for hanging. We are here this weekend, Golf Guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys. You hear about it, but you don't go there. Why? Go there now. We can wait. Follow along. No, we're not there. We're not there right now doing the uh, video background. We're, we're going to get back to doing that again when um, when, when John looks better. When, when, he, yeah, he said, when I'm not looking good enough today to get it on the air. When the maid has uh, cleaned up the studio a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> See if I can get her to come in and yeah. extra special. Okay, an 82. An 82, which would have been totally impossible prior to meeting, talking with, and learning from Jeff Smith. Because I had some bad habits. Boy, did I have bad habits. I didn't realize there were bad habits. But I did. Yeah. You you, you did. Mm-hmm. I, I recall, you know, one of our first rounds of golf and I was, um, I didn't shake my head, you know. While I was looking. Violently. Yeah. While, while you were near <laughs> right. me. Yes. Right. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Paying attention. But I was just. Yeah. Yeah. Taking mental I, notes. Okay. There's one thing we need to fix. Oh, there's another thing we need to fix. Yeah. Your approach to the game was um, a little bit lacking in, in, in some quality things. And, uh, and now I'm, I know it's better because we've talked about it off air, but uh, mm-hmm. it is, it is. And, and primarily what it is, is understanding what to do right with the addition of understanding what you have done wrong if the shot doesn't go quite as you had planned. And I think that's an important part. When you tell me not only how to do it right, but you tell me what it was I was doing wrong that made it do that. Like when we played the first time and all of my iron shots had a power draw. I mean, these things were ending 20, 25 that, yards left. Or where it was a hook. It was a hook. It was a, hook. It okay. was a bad hook. Okay. All right. All right. It was a hook. Yeah. Okay. And it was very frustrating because I had no idea what I was doing to make it a hook, but you explained it to me in great detail. Only when you asked. Exactly. Exactly. I was going to leave you be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I had. I was afraid if I asked, you were going to charge me. That's the whole thing. That's well, why I waited so long. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like asking a taxi driver for a ride. You know, you ask a taxi driver for a ride, the meter's going to start. 
So when you ask a, a golf teacher for advice, you figure, oh, ka-ching, here we go, you know? But, you, you know, that you bring up a very good point. Okay. Even even as I as I go to different clubs, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in the in, in walking around the building at the Sagamore. I'm walking around the building at Timbergate. Right. I have people and they want to ask me stuff. Mm-hmm. I know they do because we're talking about it. And then they you see themselves holding themselves back. I'm like, well, does this count as a golf lesson? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what do you, what do you I mean? can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Oh, so, so they want to know and they're willing to not know or they're willing to go search out on their own for, you know, years upon years upon years, as opposed to just saying, yeah, let's take a golf lesson and explain this stuff to me and, and show me mm-hmm. why. Mm-hmm. Well, again, you, I mean, there's a perfect example of, of one of the reasons that people just they, they don't want a golf lesson. Yeah. Well, it, they don't want to pay for it. Well, one thing is they don't want to pay for it. The other thing, Jeff, I'm going to tell you flat out, man, is they don't want to be embarrassed. Yeah. And that's that's the thing, man. You know, when when you try to uh, – I've got a friend who's a, a very good golfer, and he does the same thing we do except he does it for the PGA Tour. And he was at one of the PGA Tour events, and he was out on the practice tee just doing some interviews and talking to some people. You know, and he's gotten to be kind of friendly with some of the guys on tour. And Zach Johnson came up to him, um, and Zach's playing PXG clubs, right? Yeah, and good, good and, sticks. Yeah, and Frank asked him about it, and and Zach just said, "Oh man, you won't believe it. Here, swing this seven iron." And man, Frank was afraid to swing a seven iron in front of Zach Johnson because the same thing. He was just afraid he'd make a total fool of himself and embarrass himself by swinging incorrectly or poorly or whatever and that's the same reason why a lot of people and i mean frank's not a bad golfer but that's the same reason why a lot of people don't want to take a lesson is because they feel they're so bad that all they would do is embarrass themselves in front of you that's something that i hope we can we can change for people's attitudes because it is probably one of the most detrimental attitudes to getting better at golf, but it's one attitude that is shared by, I would say, a great majority of amateur golfers. I think that that's really true, and and I, I'm glad you brought that up. It it perspectives like that help me as a teacher help other people mm-hmm. because it's the one thing that I've learned about life, so to speak, is that people don't want to be uncomfortable. No, they don't. So one of the basic things that I do right away is befriend people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And next thing you know, we're we're just talking. Yeah. And it's and it's a comfortable environment. And it's a lot easier. Yeah. It it is because the barrier is broken down. Mm-hmm. That 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 apprehension, that that fear of embarrassment, as you've just self described it there. Right. Um. In Frank's case, though, I think it's pretty legitimate. But nonetheless, <laughs> yeah. um, I think uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't think anybody that that is not a professional golfer would feel comfortable taking a swing in front of a professional golfer, especially one that's as good as Zach Johnson. Okay, I just yeah. don't think what happened. A major winner, two-time yeah. major winner. I think. It, yeah. Was it one or? And I know it's two. You know, certainly Masters and British Open. Is there more? Uh, I'm I'm not sure. I wouldn't be surprised, 
But what I know is PXGs ain't cheap and he didn't buy them. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> true. It's <laughs> a good point there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, they go far too. They, those irons send the ball far. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you swing like Zach Johnson does, you know? Um, and that's, that's one thing too is, yeah, you know, he's, he's got a pretty good one. Sometimes the best compliment you can get out of those guys is, oh, that's not a bad swing. <laughs> right. You know? You're like, okay. Thanks. I'll take that. <laughs> Yeah, because because yeah. because I I did that once. It wasn't in front of a, a golf pro. It was a, or a pro golfer. It was in front of just a, a, a an equipment rep. But still, you know, he's a PGA member, and you know, he he knows his stuff. And he wanted me to swing a, a one of his new clubs, and and I did. And he went, "Oh, that's a pretty nice swing." And I was like, "Hey, thanks." <laughs> I thought you were going to say, you know, especially if you do it in front of you know, like Stevie Wonder. <laughs> yeah. Ray Charles. Speaking. Oh, that's an old joke. I'm, I'm doing a, a, a stream of consciousness thing that just hit my head. I'm not going to tell you the old joke because it's it's not a nice joke, but it does bring up the, the name of Tiger Woods. And have you heard that um, trying to get some sort of live golf activity on television that Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson are thinking of doing another head to head match, but they're going to add each one going to add a partner. Yeah. How the, funny is this? Peyton and Manning, uh, yeah. man, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk about your idea. rivals, man. That's going to be, that would be great. TV. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> I know that Peyton Manning and, and Tiger Woods are friends. Yeah. So I, I would imagine um, that they will be yucking it up, having a great time. Oh yeah. And they played golf together. Uh, yeah, we we talked a couple of weeks ago about them breaking into uh, Jim Nance's house <laughs> to, to play <laughs> in the uh, in the uh, golf holes. He has the the, yeah, uh, the Augusta the replica in his backyard. So yeah, that's fun. But again, we are going to discuss in great length exactly what changes I made, um, and very simple changes. I've got to say very simple changes. If I can remember them all, they've got to be simple because I have a meager brain and I, I can't keep a whole lot of thoughts in my head. They, they tend to leak out. And um, if I can do uh, an 82 because of paying attention to Jeff, then um, you can do the math. Cause I, I, before I met Jeff, it was very hard to break 90. Okay. 95, but we got better. Okay. So, yeah, you got that. Yeah, so, and we are going to discuss exactly how, and Jeff's going to tell you what it was he told me in case I don't remember exactly what it was he told me when we come right back. Hang with us. We are those weekend golf guys. I want to tell you about the coolest gift you can give your mom for Mother's Day or any other loved one, grandma, whoever. It is called a skylight frame. It is a touch screen photo frame. It comes with an exclusive email address. So everybody you know can send pictures to that email address. And in seconds, those pictures will show up on the frame. It's a 10-inch, beautiful touchscreen, black frame. So it fits right into wherever you have it in the house, fits the decor. And I got to tell you, man, pictures, immediate. My wife sits now and just stares at the picture frame. She says it's even more fun than watching TV. But right now, as a special holiday offer, we can get you $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash golf and then enter the code GOLF. 
That's right. You get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame. Just go to skylightframe.com slash golf and enter the code GOLF. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash golf. You know, now more than ever, it's very critical to take care of yourself and to avoid unnecessary trips to the doctor, the chiropractor, and the masseuse. Social distancing is having an effect on everything these days. And nothing is more important right now than keeping your body healthy and pain-free. So if you're sitting at home suffering from aches and pains, from arthritis, back aches, muscle soreness, maybe joint pain, and you want to try a drug-free solution, then you owe it to yourself to try the product that you're probably hearing about across so many podcasts. It's called CryoFreeze CBD Pain Relief Roll-On. It's an all-natural topical pain reliever that instantly ices out the pain with a one-two punch of super cold menthol and hemp CBD. Simply roll CryoFreeze onto your back, your neck, your hands, any other of the painful areas, and it will help block the pain, reduce the inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. CryoFreeze contains 10 powerful ingredients that combine to provide a powerhouse dose of relief, which can last up to eight hours, much longer than any other roll-on. So try CryoFreeze today and learn why so many people have rated it five stars and have written so many letters thanking Omax for the life-changing relief that they're getting from this product. And Omax is offering our listeners 20% off a one-month supply of Omax CryoFreeze, plus free shipping. Now, this discount also applies toward any product site-wide. So just go to omaxhealth.com and enter the code WEEKEND. omaxhealth.com and enter the code WEEKEND to get 20% off Omax CryoFreeze site-wide. Okay? 20% off a one-month supply of Omax CryoFreeze. And they'll even give you free shipping. The site is omaxhealth.com. So go there today, omaxhealth.com, and enter the code WEEKEND. That's the important part. omaxhealth.com, enter the code WEEKEND, get 20% off Omax CryoFreeze and anything else site-wide. And we're back, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton here in the uh, radio studio. Jeff Smith at the Plain and Simple Golf School, Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana, in the golf studio. And we are those weekend golf guys collectively. And some guests will be jumping on with us here in a little bit. But what we are discussing is uh, how and why I was actually able to shoot an 82 with one of the early rounds this year that I played just a couple of weeks ago. Was it a lot of practice? Not really. I don't have time for a lot of practice. I don't have a facility I can go to and just swing a club. I mean, I've got a backyard, but that's about it. But I do have neighbors that look at me funny when I do that. And that's, that's kind of embarrassing. But I do take to heart a lot of the things Jeff says. I had a problem. As we said, my power draw was out of control. I was hooking the ball every time I struck it with an iron. I have found the secret, Jeff. The reason why I was able to shoot an 82 was because I think 11 out of 18 times, my second shot or my third shot, whatever, I was on 11 greens in regulation. I was not missing it pin high to the left and having to chip up. I was not missing it a few yards short and having to chip up or a few yards over and having to chip up. I hit Isn't that nice. It is nice because no matter where you are on a green, for the most part, if, again, you listen to Jeff and you listen to techniques on green reading and things like that, two putts is not an outrageous thing. I did a couple of three putts, but two was primarily what it is. And, of course, I will admit that it's easier now because the cups are raised. You don't have to actually put it in the hole. You just have to hit the cup. 
which does make it a little easier because then the, the, the speed does not have to be as accurate. You can power well, the ball through the break as long as it hits the cup. It can bounce yeah, off. Let's, let's, doesn't let's matter. be realistic about that. Right. You still better do something that, you know, the ball stops at the hole. Yeah, uh, I, I still was. I still Rainings. was, even though the folks I was playing with said, John, because I missed one one birdie by two inches. Literally, the, the ball stopped two inches short of hitting the, the cup. Well, that's good. You know, and, and they said, come on, John, don't worry about getting the speed right. Just just power through. And I'm like, no, because someday this will be over. <laughs> <laughs> and I still want to know how to get these in the hole, and you guys aren't going to be used to it anymore. So there. I, I will say this. You know, when we first we first got together a long time ago, you were not even counting many of the things that, that normal golfers count. Like strokes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And 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 what to do in certain situations. And that's one of the things that you had said, hey, look, it's harder to you, you know, when we first met, you were having a hard time breaking 95. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's if, in fact, you were not counting. Right. Then if you actually were counting, there were yeah, 103. Seemingly more of <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I know. To count. I know. Exactly. Yeah. Go turn that back to today now. And, and you're counting them all now. Mm-hmm. And you're not having to take a whole bunch of those other strokes that would count against your, you know, your score making it rise because you're actually able to play with just darn near the same golf ball the whole time now. Yeah. And yeah. that's a new thing. Yeah, it is. It and is. And then, so that means that you're willing to buy some better golf balls too. Mm-hmm. Yep. I am. I'm using, I'm using the top of the line, man. So and now I- you're seeing things that you never saw before, like a ball that could stop when you hit a short shot. Mm-hmm. And, um, See, and I, I'm playing. I'm playing with. Feel it. Dude. Yes, I'm playing with the same people I played with for eons. Okay, my brother-in-law and I. We played when we both lived in Louisville. We played when we both lived in Atlanta. Now we play when we both live here back in Louisville again. Okay, we have played together for probably 20 years. He has seen the dregs of my game, and one of the things he's saying in the the three rounds we've played together this year is, "Where did you learn how to chip?" That's you know a very uh, effective tool, but you still don't need to use it very much if you can actually hit the green in regulation. Yeah, it's a lot more fun. It, it is a lot more fun. And I got to tell you, man, I hit the green in regulation with almost every club in my bag. That's the thing on a long par four. I had to hit a five iron into the green. Mm. Five irons with people are usually hit and miss, right? Yeah. But I set up the way you taught me to set up. I made sure the club head was set up correctly to be square at impact the way you taught me the head, the, the way I needed to do that. Mm-hmm. I swung the way you taught me I need to swing. The ball was exactly between my feet where you taught me it needed to be. The ball straight, high, on the green. And I did it with a six iron. I did it with a seven iron. I did it with a nine iron. I did it with a pitching wedge. I did it with a three hybrid on a par five, I was on in two. Ooh, look at you. And that three hybrid shot was a 91. Please tell me that you were on in two and two padded. Uh, <clears throat> I did. Yes. How yes. about that? You finish number 18 with a birdie, you come back. <laughs> you know? There you go. But it was a 191-yard shot with a three hybrid. How about that? No wind involved. Again, high, 
straight where I was aiming. And again, my brother-in-law is like, who are you? <laughs> That's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun, right? When And, and, and people were watching. Ooh, yeah. John's playing golf in front of people now. Yes. Huh? Yes. That's a big change. I remember, you know, uh, so you're, you're willing to play golf in front of people now. You used to not get in front of people. You used to, I'm going to stick to my own, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to stick to my own group. Oh, yeah. And, and God help me if I get on the, on the tee with somebody I don't know. Not playing with strangers, not playing in front of strangers. Um, we even got to a point where, you know, the one thing about golf in this, this neighborhood now, I hope you're able to play golf. I know that 74% of the golf courses in the country are still open. But because, because nobody's working, people who play golf are basically doing nothing but playing golf. So it's hard to get a tee time. Yeah. Because the tee times are being stretched out a little bit. It takes a little bit longer. Everybody's got their own cart. Everybody, maybe you're walking or whatever. But still, there was a foursome in front of us. There were, we were just a twosome. And for eight holes, it was fine. But on the eighth hole, they waited for us and said, you guys, go ahead. You know what that would have nice done to me prior to us. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You wouldn't have, you would not have gone I, even come no. up to that tee box. No, I would have said, no, you just hit. I'll, right. I'll, I'll throw one out there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but now how mm-hmm. about that? Will willing to play in front of other people. Yeah. Shooting better scores. Yeah. How about this folks? This is a guy who clearly, you know, he's a radio guy. He does not have a problem talking to people. Not but at playing all. Playing golf no. in front of people was a whole big deal for you. Wasn't it? Especially people who played better than me. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, which didn't eliminate many people. You know, I'm glad I didn't have to say that. Usually that's my line, but I let you, I'll let you have that. I appreciate it, man. (laughs) You know, I think we've got him in. Uh, I think we've got a friend of the show, uh, Mike, a good friend of mine, uh, EA Tischler. EA, are you online with us now? I'm here. Can you hear me? Uh, That's that's great. We sure can. Loud and clear, sir. Thanks for joining in. EA, this is John Ashton on the other line. Um, John is a an avid golfer, and uh, we're we're just extolling the virtues of his his great uh, round of golf just the other day. Uh, came in with a came in with a nice little eighty two, and that's uh, that's a a really good improvement for John. And I he's, counted uh, everything. Counted everything. That's part. Yeah, he counted that's them all. That's really really respectable. Now there was a rumor around that John was a hacker. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's right. There, the 82 is not a hacker. No. Hackers and hackers, <laughs> but he's definitely not a hacker. And that is that is in, in 100% attributable to this Jeff Smith guy because uh, he knows whereof he speaks, man. I, I, I think that, that EA's got that right. It, at some point, I'm sure that he's going to get that hairball stuck out, out of his throat <laughs> to get that right. But uh, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that he's got that right. That's that's who you used to be. Oh, yeah. It's definitely who I used to be. Yeah. Um, A lot of fun now. How about EA? I don't know if you heard um, when when you were trying to jive, jive in there. Um, John just finished with a birdie as well on a par five. He went uh, driver, three hybrid, uh, two putts. And uh, wow. it's a nice, nice little round of golf for, a, for a, you know, a, an over sixty dude who uh, just coming off a heart attack. Oh, not many months ago, mm-hmm. two and, years uh, almost, well, a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, Does that count as a, was was that the first birdie of the year, or is that a no? Actually, it, actually, it was the second birdie of the year. The first birdie of the year was on the front nine. 
<laughs> well, there you go. You, you always got to You got to have a victory lap when you make your first birdie of the year. That's right, man. And it feels so good, especially when <clears throat> you're playing with other people who aren't putting for birdie. You know. Yeah, the only bad thing is there probably weren't any high fives for this one, were there? <laughs> no, no, a couple of couple of good elbows maybe, but uh, that's about as close <laughs> as we got. Man. Close as we got, but that's okay. That's okay. I can adapt. And uh, high fives and no beers bought. This is this is the time, guys. If you're going to ever get your first ace or or an ace at all, this is the time to do it. When the clubhouses are closed, that. so you don't have to buy drinks for everybody. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Where- <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we we had this little discussion last week that John was trying to pull the wool over our, our listeners' eyes, suggesting that if you manage to hit one of those cups that are sticking up out of the ground, um, and and you could count that as your ace, and I just scoffed, uh. shot that down. <laughs> you know, there, there's just no I, chance. I guess somehow, if you somehow had video of it coming in slow motion. And hitting the exact middle of that cup at exactly the right pace, and you could document all that. You may have an argument, but <laughs> I think it's going to be really, really hard to present any of that evidence. I, I think that you know that would be that would fall under the heading of you'd be telling that story to somebody, and they'd look over and they'd look at you and go. I, I believe you, John. Yeah. One thousand others wouldn't. Yeah, right. That's the reaction I get a lot when I say that. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. I, I do have I do have a few hole-in-one stories in relations to not having to buy. I made a hole-in-one at a tournament, and my buddy insisted that everybody else buy me drink and dinner. So that was pretty amazing. That's the way it should be. And everybody went along with it, by the way. Yes. Wow. How did you manage to do that? Because you you really don't drink. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, a man can learn, you know. Hey, I just want to tell you, tell you folks, we've got two of the best golf instructors in the world on the line with us, and they're going to come right back after this break, and you do too. Don't you move. And we are those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith, E.A. Tischler. Uh, Olympic Fields. Is Chicago open, EA? Completely locked down. Yeah. I uh, can't even go into my office to pick up stuff. You know, I was hoping that you could maybe run over to Club Champion for me. They're 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 <laughs> they're building right a brand down the road. Yeah, they're building a brand new driver for me, man. I got all fitted and everything and uh and then this happened. So I'm just sitting here. See, I shot an eighty two even without the brand new driver. The Callaway Maverick fitted yeah. to me completely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just imagine what happens when we get back to regular golf. I know. I'm 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 talking sixties, man. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna let you play fourteen holes and we'll be all set. Yeah. Or I'll play whatever the temperature is. I don't That's care. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, when we were at UCSD, we used to play in the skins game at Torrey Pines, and there was this guy that always went out ahead of everybody, and he'd be in the restaurant when we got back in. And we'd ask him, What'd you shoot today? Oh, 74, you know. Mm-hmm. Next week, oh seventy-six. It was always between 74 and 78. We've seen this guy swing. We're like, there is absolutely no way. <laughs> so we scheduled to go early one day. So he comes off the 13th green. He goes to the 14th tee. Tees off on 14. And we see him walking down there. He picked up his ball and he walked into the clubhouse. So from then on, we just asked him, how far did you get? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. 
Because yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> Somebody just decided, okay, I've had enough strokes for the day. I'm in. I've yeah, got my them. allotment. That's right. I got my four for this hole. Let's move on. <laughs> it's like playing one of those flag tournaments, you know, where you just go stick your flag in the ground as far as you get with the, the number of strokes that you're allotted. And you go, let's see how far we can go. That's, oh. what, those, that's what those things are. Clubs do those all the time. Yeah. But, man, you know, you and I have been together, Jeff, really not that many times as far as lessons go. I mean, no. I have I have listened to you. You can talk somebody into doing it better right here on the radio. And I take copious – I don't take copious notes. I just go back and I listen because, you know, I've got the recording. But if you're listening and you really should write down some of the stuff Jeff says because it's golden, the stuff that comes out of his mouth. It's very easy because I think I think we maybe just a little over an hour all told as far as specific do this for me and let me see how it works and then tell I'll tell you how to change it. We haven't we haven't done it more than maybe 75 80 minutes aggregate total. Yeah, probably not. But the whole thing is hitting the ball straight. Not not even the hitting the ball straight. Hitting the ball where you want it to go. Put it that way, okay? And solidly. And solidly. And when you do that, A, you feel marvelous. That sound and that, that majestical look of the ball, you go, I did that. You're talking about doing this without putting it from tee to green, right? Right. <laughs> okay. Just check it. You know, and when it lands on the green like it's supposed to or where you had planned it to be, it's even better. Why don't you just real quickly just tell them what you told me that allowed me to do that? Well, outside of the take-up bowling thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, which we, we poo-pooed and we moved on. Go on. Yeah. Well, first there was the alignment issue where, mm -hmm. you know, certainly you were not pointed on the same golf hole that you were facing. And oftentimes was, didn't, didn't land on the same golf hole I was playing. No, because no, it, it yeah. really was. That was one of the issues that I saw right away. And the mm -hmm. second one was really the wait a second. Were, wait a second. Wait a second. I, I got to throw something out here. Yeah. You got to be more in the present, John. Whatever <laughs> hole you're playing, you are playing, even if you're on a different hole. Okay? <laughs> That's right. In the present, buddy. He was playing holes that his playing compartment, compartment companions were not <laughs> on a routine basis. Yeah. And, uh, you know, right now it would be easy, you know, because it used to be considered when people had their own golf carts, it used to be considered to be antisocial. And now it's just okay. Yeah. But, John was antisocial for a long time. Because, I was. <laughs> he said, take the card over there. Um, no, but the other thing, John, was that I, I knew right away was that there were things that were going on in, in your body that did not match up with how you were trying to move yourself mm -hmm. and, and how you're built to move. And those two things were wildly different. And, and all I did was kind of put some parts of you in, in line with what they did best. And then all of a sudden, the ball flight got better mm -hmm. and the contact was certainly better. The feel was better and the distance was better and the confidence kind of all came together all at the same time. Didn't it? It did. It did. So you, are you telling us that he was a tow truck and he was trying to run the race like a Ferrari <laughs> and you got him back to just being a tow truck? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. You know, I don't know if those are the exact <laughs> automobiles. you would use, but. but so anyway, so we, so we're working with Mater and you know, getting him, he was trying to he was trying to be Lightning McQueen. <laughs> Things were not okay. quite it. Uh, Disney just called; they want their money. Okay, go on. 
But no, realistically, John, you were trying to do some things that you had in your head that, you know, because Rory did them or DJ did them and that you should be able to do them. And clearly it was not working out so well. Indeed. Come on, that's Jeff. That's what he sees when he looks in the mirror. (laughs) You know, the best part is, is that he can, he can imagine any of these, these major champion winners to be himself. All he does is he just takes that big mustache of his and superimposes it upon them and go, yeah, that's me. That's me. (laughs) I get to do that. You know, EA, for a guy who never met me, you sure do know me well. How do you do that, man? <laughs> you know, I listen. <laughs> oh, bummer. <laughs> he likes our show. <laughs> but no, you know, the things that John and I have had a chance to work on EA have been been really interesting because a lot of them were concept-bursting things for him. His His mind was saying these are the things that I think I'm supposed to be doing because they just seemed like that's what golfers do. Mm -hmm. It turned out that probably more than 75% of them were just in direct conflict with each other. And he didn't quite see that either. And so, you know, I got to do that in the game. I think there is too. And I, I believe, and John and I've talked about this before EA, you've heard me say this before is that I think that a large portion of my job as, as a golf coach, as an instructor is I think I'm a plumber. It was one of the first things I think I am is, is I have to flush away an awful lot of poo <laughs> in people's heads to, to make sure that they, uh, they, they don't have this nonsense running around in there trying to do something that they're not built to do. And it doesn't match up with that. With, mm-hmm. with well, what interesting. They're good you know, doing. I was just asked a question on social media today about how I teach grips to beginner. And this was from another golf professional. And I'm sure the answer that I gave him was not what he was anticipating at all, you know, because I think most people prescribe a grip. And but if you don't know things about the the, the golfer or the, the person in front of you, you know, what are their skill sets? What other sports they played? What other tools have they used? What are their hobbies? How does their body work? Do they grip it more diagonally or horizontally? If you don't know a bunch of things, you can actually get them off to a really bad start. And that can get the club face in a really bad position. Even though you may say that grip looks really good, it becomes very dysfunctional. So it's really interesting how a lot of the basic concepts in the game that are conventional can get people off track right off the bat. Exactly. And that was one of one of my drawbacks is I was my grip was wrong to begin with. Yeah. It certainly wasn't going to work for, for you. No. It may work for somebody. Yeah. I mean, I saw it in the back of Golf Digest, I think, some one day, you know? As, as we, uh, John, as you've learned and as EA has been doing this for a long time and I've been doing this for a long time, it's everybody is their own individual player. Right. And we look at, certainly we look at structural features and we look at how they move and EA just brought up a good point. What's their athletic background? Mm-hmm. What do they, what have they trained themselves to do? Have right. they trained themselves to do anything? For example, they, were they a baseball player and how many years and right. did they get used to the, the whole movement pattern when they held a bat? In, in the way that they held their bat. Mm-hmm. I've got a few students that are, you know, they're cricket players. They grew up playing cricket and have these really, I mean, I, you can see it immediately. I, I, one of them, I looked at him the very first time I said, you played cricket, didn't you? He said, yeah. I said, people have tried to get you to change that grip, haven't they? He said, yeah. I said, <laughs> there's no way you're ever going to change that grip and I'm not going to ask you to. And he's like, oh my God, thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting when we find things out. Cricket is, a, is, a, is an interesting sport. Because they're taking this paddle and smacking this ball that's coming at them, but they're going to control where it goes. 
it's interesting. They can even hit it backwards and still be okay in that game. I'm, mm, I'm yeah. befuddled by, by watching that game. Well, my, my <laughs> off learn what all you can do with that. Yeah. When, 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 you know, you lost me when you say cricket was interesting because cricket's boring as hell, but uh, <laughs> my, my oft mentioned brother-in-law was a softball player for a very long time. And his main frustration is he, he, I mean, he just sits there and he'll tell you, he said, I can hit a softball coming at me at 40 miles an hour and I can hit it to anywhere in the field I want to. He said, I've got this little ball that's stationary and I, I swing and I have no idea where it's going to go. Well, the big difference between uh, baseball, softball and golf is that golf's a racket sport and it has a face involved and baseball doesn't. That's true. Yeah. Never thought of it that and, way. You know, and the other part, too, is that, you know, we have to play our foul balls. And uh, <laughs> you know, they got they got that whole uh, do ninety degree playing field to go. Yeah, they got that do over thing going. You, you know, <laughs> yeah. we, got, we basically got to hit it right over the pitcher's head. I actually give the example of so, like in any ballpark in the United States, if you put me at home plate and give me a four iron, the ball will still be going up as it leaves the stadium. And mm-hmm. if you give me a wedge and say you're going to tell me I want you to put it in row ten, seat twenty in section 213 or whatever in center field. And you want me to put it in that seat. Yeah. In the cup holder for whole night. (laughs) That kind of puts it in perspective, the difference between golf and baseball. It certainly does. Almost frightening the way you put that. (laughs) Because I mean, it is, it is that. Who in their crazy mind would play this game? Yeah. Yeah. Well, not in a baseball stadium. That's for dang sure. And here I am giving you grief, John, that you want to call a hole-in-one when you don't even get it in the hole. You still want to call it a hole-in-one. I'm giving you a hard time about that right after EA's put that into perspective of how difficult that really is. Yeah, well, that's fine. I'm still going to claim it if it happens. I don't care who you are. You can argue with me all you want. I don't care. Asterisk. (laughs) (laughs) What if the ball actually bounces, slides up the, the pole, goes down, and it's actually sitting inside the cup, but it's not below the turf line. I would call for a ruling. We, we have a rules problem now. I'm not calling you for a ruling. That's for I sure. Think, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I would do? I'd go grab that flag stick and shove that cup down in really quick. Yeah. <laughs> as fast as I can get Quick before anyone ground. notices. <laughs> and say, who left this cup in the hole? <laughs> oh, by the way, here's my ball. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. A way to actually tell, because golf clubs are funky, and unless you really study it hard, it's hard to tell what position the club is in as you address the ball unless you know how to discern that correctly. And the way you taught me to discern it, I know sometimes it looks like, you know, an elementary thing, um, but it works. Just just seeing if the if the grooves are straight up and down or not. And yeah, wouldn't that be a nice thing to think about if that's all you'd have to do to be aware of where your club face is? Yeah. Is, you know, pay attention to it. Yeah. And as long as I your know. ball is in the right place. And if you if you do it the way Jeff says it, and there's a video that he can show you on online that, that will show you what, what I'm talking about. But if you check it out, just hold the club in front of you straight out in the middle of your body, arm's length. Check that the grooves are up and down. And when you put that club back down on the ground, then put the ball just in front of that club and you will have the right setup. Trust me, it works. It is a good way to tell where the ball should be because it works for me. And if Jess says it, I'm going to do it. So there you go. I don't even have to pay you to say that anymore. No, you don't. <laughs> That's great. In that case, you start paying me back. 
Yeah, we pay in free golf, and you already have free golf, man. So I got nothing. I got nothing for you, bud. That's yeah. Well, that's the radio business for you, yeah. for you folks. In a nutshell, right there, that's we make right. no money and we get free golf. That's right. There. But you have a lot of laughs in your life. So yeah, that okay. we do. Yes, we do. A lot of fun, <laughs> we man. We do. A lot of fun. Hey, we got some time yet together. We're coming right back. You do too, okay? Don't you move. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5GolfClub.com. The number $5GolfClub.com. I want to tell you about the coolest gift you can give your mom for Mother's Day or any other loved one, grandma, whoever. It is called a skylight frame. It is a touch screen photo frame. It comes with an exclusive email address. So everybody you know can send pictures to that email address. And in seconds, those pictures will show up on the frame. It's a 10-inch, beautiful touchscreen, black frame, so it fits right into wherever you have it in the house, fits the decor. And I got to tell you, man, pictures, immediate. My wife sits now and just stares at the picture frame. She says it's even more fun than watching TV. But right now, as a special holiday offer, we can get you $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash golf and then enter the code golf. That's right. You get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame. Just go to skylightframe.com slash golf and enter the code golf. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash golf. And EA, man, you, you've got some um, some more stories Every time we have you on, man, you just regale us. So uh, we're going to give you the floor for a couple of minutes. I know you haven't rehearsed anything, but... Well, first thing I want to say is I learned in college that I could acquire a lot of useless information that was only useful in random conversations. Okay. <laughs> so that's what college was good for. <laughs> you know, like things like, you know what the outermost uh, layer of the sun's atmosphere is? You know, why would you ever want to know this? I, I wouldn't. Well, it's the corona, of course. Of course. Pretty pertinent to this, you know. Yes, we know now. Lockdown stage, right? Yeah. But beyond that, at least I think Indiana now has uh, opened some golf courses. You can't get to a driving range anywhere as far as I know, but I think Mm -hmm. we can actually get out and play. And so since the weather's got some good days and bad days coming, we actually may get out on the golf course. So hopefully we won't have to go south. Uh, just saying, in case you're interested, I got a tea time at Shelbyville Country Club tomorrow if you want to come. 11 o'clock. Where you is know. that? <laughs> uh, Shelbyville, Kentucky. Shelbyville, Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. Yeah, <laughs> now I have students that have had to cancel lessons last weekend and this weekend, and they live south close to you guys, and they're telling me they're going to Kentucky all the time. Yeah. Them guys are lucky. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. We, we've got... You know, and it's it's hard to, to get wedged in. Uh, nobody's working. Everybody who plays golf is playing golf. Uh, and, you know, we basic golfers basically invented this social distancing thing. We don't like to hang out with people. Do you have a case of moonshine in your trunk <laughs> when you go down there to help pay for your rounds of golf? Or what's that? How does that work? No, no moonshine EA and, and I wear shoes, too. I hate to break it to you. I know the stereotype <laughs> is going to be all messed up now. No, the Kentucky people, that's what they say about the Tennessee people. <laughs> that's right. Now, now EA's bringing it back up to Kentucky. That's people. what they say. You know, West Virginia exists so people in Kentucky will have someone to make fun of. That's <laughs> We're looking forward to get outside because we have been actually we started in California. So California was the first place to lock down. Yeah. And then I went back, got Kaneko, and we came back to Indiana. And right when we got back to Indiana, Indiana shut down. So 
we've been indoors doing our videos and putting social media instruction and everything out there. And we are ready to get outside. Appreciate it, guys. Appreciate it. EA, thanks for, for hanging out with us, man. Uh, obviously, always appreciate it. Jeff Smith, thank you. Uh, Thoseweekendgolfguys.com. You can find out how to get in touch with any of the aforementioned guys. Uh, send us a message or whatever. Thoseweekendgolfguys.com. We're there, too. And uh, all I can say is, um, hey, if you can, go out and play some golf. Our bonus content this week comes from back in April of 2017 when we talked to Rick Marcy. But he's from New England, so he'll say it Rick Marcy. And uh, he's the developer and the inventor and the purveyor of the uh, low point swing trainer that Jeff and I both swear by. And thanks for hanging. We are those weekend golf guys. John Ashton in studio here. Jeff Smith uh, back at it, hobnobbing with the top 100 teachers in the country, teaching the teachers how to teach. What was that old tongue twister? If a hot and tot tot taught a hot and tot tot to talk, should the hot and tot tot be taught to say ought or what ought to be taught her? Oh, my God. That's how I got the radio <laughs> gig, man. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Rick Marcy, down in Florida, enjoying the warmth and the rain, uh, is capably filling in. And Rick uh, Marcy has been with us before on the show. Uh, is the uh, developer and, of course, the uh, designer and the purveyor of uh, the uh, Smart Ball Golf Low Point Swing Trainer, which is one golfer at a time creating much more better golfers. And I can yeah. count myself among that number. It's a great Good. piece of gear, Glad man. I appreciate uh, it. Man. I really like that. But you, you mentioned something earlier in the show about uh, bad habits and, and how you're you know working with your machine can cure some bad habits. Uh, Intrepid producer Mark Hunter and I were playing golf last Sunday. And he made a comment that I have made before and I have heard other people make it early in the season, you know, about the second or third time. And right. he was hitting the ball pretty well. And he said, I guess I haven't gotten my bad habits back. That mm -hmm. tends to happen to us amateurs as we progress and play more often. Is it just that we we get lazy or is it that we've been doing it wrong for so long? It just comes natural to us. Um I would. It's interesting, but I maybe you were just lucky that that day, Mark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> normally, it's the other way around. Is that most of the time, in my experience, is that in the spring and in the fall, when people are, and a lot of it has to do with with where you're from, ground conditions. But a lot of times, that low point being so early in the summertime. First of all, you're playing a lot, so you're getting back in the habits. The more you play, you get a little bit you know, back into it, I think. Yeah. But I tend to hit the ball. You know, I mean, I'm kind of a three yellow lighter guy, you know, on my machine, mm -hmm. generally speaking. And I have to really push myself to get into the all greens all the time. Um, but I find that in the spring and in the fall, when it's when the ground's kind of soft and muddy and wet, that I hit way more fat shots than I do in the summer when everything's nice and dry and firm. Yeah. And to me, that's sort of the proof of the low point being too early, too soon. You can get away with it a lot of times because of that. But normally, you know, kind of as you're going, um, and it could just be that you're you're not crazed on, on the ball. I mean, the ball result is, in my opinion, probably the biggest deterrent or hindrance is you're, we're just so, you know, result-oriented humans 
that you're looking to see my ball, you know, was it, was it? And, you know, the result, and I'm looking like pointing at the ground going, dude, look down here, look down here. Look, down here. <laughs> look where, you're, where you hit the ground way before the ball. Or, you know, that's to me focusing on landing the club on the ground around where you started right before the ball or to the left of that. You don't want to be landing the club on the ground prior to where it was at address. You know what I mean? And exactly. that's where yeah. 99% of people are doing that. They, they kind of know that the club's that early that soon. So then they start to lift up and try to take it, you know, upward diagonally with the ball. That's one of the questions I would ask a lot of my students is in your plan, in your head, two big things. A is the impact position the, when you strike the ball and the address position, the start position, should those be the same position or totally different? Most people out there think that the goal is to be exactly the same at impact as you were at address. And I'm talking your whole body. And that couldn't be further than the, from the truth than that. And then secondly, that the club head follows the ball along the intended flight angle of the ball for the first, you know, two to 10 inches of flight. Is that part of your plan that that's correct? Yeah, 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 that's correct. Whoa. How could you take a divot? I mean, pros take divots on TV all the time. How do they take a divot if the club head followed the flight of the ball? You know what I mean? That's just not good. That's tennis. Yeah. And I think because we've, you know, volleyball serves and tennis serves and stuff like that, you learn to hit upward diagonally to create flight. And there's the real problem with golf is you start golf already thinking the wrong plan is the right way. And unfortunately, a lot of people in the beginning, you know, pros included, will let you do that. They'll tee your ball up two inches with a seven iron so you can hit it up on it and have it fly and be successful today. Mm-hmm. I'm not that guy. Balls <laughs> on the ground right from the get-go. Yeah. Sorry, you know, I'm not gonna let. I'm not gonna reward your bad swing with a because you know what happens is the subconscious says, "Hey, that ball flew straight. It went pretty far, and I'm happy with it with the swing that I thought was good." So, mm-hmm. hey, the hell with you. Well, that you know, you know I mean? that's and that is that's that's I think that's the battle. Many amateurs, it goes through their head as long as they hit it relatively straight, far yep. enough for their own purposes. And it exactly. didn't look ugly, then yep. they're fine with that. It's good enough. Yeah, I know. And they hit it. Yeah, they hit it one eighty. They hit it the distance of an eight year old who's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, well when I you mean, put it that way, Rick. Some of those kids at the driving at two hundred and fifty yards, and the girl weighs one hundred and eleven pounds. Yeah, you know, five foot two that and was... thirteen years old. I mean, how does a grown man not drive it? You know, hits at 180 and thinks, man, I'm good. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like that, no. I can hit it with one hand, 180, dude. But, you know, you keep going with that. If you if you want to buy another, and that's another thing, people would rather spend money on a couple of bargain basement prices, you know, like last year's, you know, driver that was 400 for 200. They'll buy those all day instead of a unit that actually would fix your swing. That's kind of the saddening part of uh, some of these golf shows you go to, you know, some of the discount golf clubs. Mm-hmm. Those were the those were the biggest hits was people buying, you know, guys standing there at my booth saying, well, you know, 500 bucks for a swing trainer, and he's holding three clubs in his hand that cost more than 500 Right. 
and he's got and this is driver number seventeen, three wood number nine, and you know putter number forty two, <laughs> and that's my way of getting my golf swing. And I was like, dude, and they're looking at my device, going, wow, that's really cool, but yeah. dang, five hundred bucks, and, I, and he's got five hundred in his hand yeah. in another way. But won't buy the trainer, you know, and you're just going, what is wrong? With that was a, that was another topic I wanted to broach with you as a golf teacher. I know, I know just enough, having been around Jeff for so long, and and guys like you, Rick. That when I see these ads on the Golf Channel, you know, like I saw one this weekend, having trouble getting out of sand traps. <laughs> yeah, well, with yeah, that huge wide. Here, wide buy this new wedge wet, and get out yeah, first time every yeah. time. Well, or go take a lesson. Uh, right yep i mean you know i went to jeff and said i can't get out of sand traps and he he sat me down for about oh i don't know three and a half minutes now everybody in my group when they're in a sand trap they're hey john you want to come over and take this shot for me please yeah it's so true there i mean you know that's unfortunately the marketing world that's another little hindrance to us is to beat your way through that 10 billion dollar pre-existing market of Yep. A new club is the answer. I mean, that's yeah. their world. Yeah, you know? and it's. I always tell people if I come up dead and missing, look for the big club companies. <laughs> yeah. Somebody connected to a big club, and you know, honestly, I always try to say to to save my life with that. Look, we can help you. You know, sell more clubs by getting people to hit down on the ball with with your club instead of whatever they're using. Right. And, you know, had you, uh, you know, went to Jeff and used a whatever instead of whatever you're using, you might have thought it had to do with that club. So it's not right. like it's not going to it's not hurting club sales either, you know, but you also don't need 17 different sets of clubs. And, no. it's, you know, it's kind of like car sales every year. You got a new color, a new model, a new name. And that's kind of how golf is. It's just our world. It's marketing. But, yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong with getting a nice, pretty set of clubs. I got a nice car, too. But, you know, I drive. I know how to drive it. I don't start off in third gear. I <laughs> pulled on before I'm, you know, that's kind of the story. That's yeah. all. Well, <laughs> and the other thing, too, like, yeah, is a... is realistic golfers who know that it's not the equipment. Yeah. It's, the, it's the guy right. wielding the equipment. Once they start exactly. getting better. That's when they say, man, I need to get clubs that, that now are commensurate with my ability. Exactly. That, exactly. Our device, would. Ha- that's what I was trying to tell people. It's like, look, I actually wrote a thing to Fujiyama or whatever it is, the shaft company. I said, you know, if you guys would help promote our product, you'd help get better golfers, and better golfers are the ones who buy your $100 shafts or $200 right. shafts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Exactly. Those people buy bargain basement stuff and use it so and then they never ever get good enough so they never buy a good set of clubs and we could you know obviously grow that that whole world yeah well speaking of uh, inexpensive clubs uh, we have a five dollar golf club that can fix your game okay just go to five yeah the number five dollar golf club.com five bucks a month jeff smith and a lot of his buddies have uh just put some training videos all over that. In fact, I want to talk to you, Rick, about uh, maybe getting a video we can put up there that shows how your uh, Smart Ball Golf low point swing trainer actually works and get I people. Love to. We can love talk about to. that. But if you Great want to shoot idea. a better score tomorrow, join 5 golfclubcom today. That's the number 5 golfclubcom Hang out. We got more time together, and we're coming right back. Don't you move. We are those weekend golf guys.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.